You're listening to You Gotta Read This, a podcast in which we discuss young adult books and things related to YA literature. I'm Brie. And I'm Jess. And today we will be discussing love triangles. Yes. Yay. Love triangles. So love triangles are something we call a trope. So <laughs> what a trope is, is basically... Um, a stereotypical thing that happens in a story. It's something you see over and over again um, when you are writing stories, reading stories, that sort of thing. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad, but they can be done badly. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're bad. Like, I, I, I like a good love trope and I like a good love triangle because, like, they just, it's comforting to, to read a story and to be like, I don't know which one she's going to pick. Honestly, I don't know which one she's going to pick. So that's just my thing. Yeah. I always hated them in high school. I avoided stories that had love triangles. Um, Except for Twilight. Okay. Uh, That was my teeny bopper phase. There's nothing wrong with a good Twilight. (laughs) It's a good story. You just have to be in the right mood. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about a total of five different stories today. Um, They are pretty well known, most of them. There might be one that we are going to be introducing you to, maybe two that you haven't heard of before. And basically, what we're going to be doing today is we are going to take each dude in the love triangle. I'm so excited. (laughs) And we are going to be giving them points. And we are going to figure out which one we believe that the main character should have ended up with. Scientifically. Scientifically. No bias whatsoever. None. It is going to be very, (laughs) very... um, (laughs) It's going to be unbiased. Our hypothesis is sound... Yeah. We are going to be testing with control. There we go. Good words. None of this is true. (laughs) It's all a big old lie. Yeah. We will caveat. This is for fun. Um, We're going to be doing very silly point systems um, for some of these characters. So. uh, And, oh, and we're not making fun of any of these characters. No. We know these characters. We are making fun of them, but in good nature. Right. We know these characters well enough. Yeah. To to point out things like this because we it's love like these books. It's like me making fun of my sister. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Okay. So so um once we've tallied up between the character or between the two guys in the love triangle, we are going to um then at the very end award a final person. We're going to figure out who the ultimate teen heartthrob is. <laughs> We're going to put it on the front of one of those magazines that <laughs> Like a Bieber hair flip. Yeah. Do they still have like teeny bop mag? Like it literally might have been called Bob. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, I should make a cover that's got the ultimate team heart you throb on it. You committed to it. I yeah. am. Yep. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get started. So Jess, um, which one's our first one? First, we thought we'd, we'd start with something that everybody knows. So first is Hunger Games. Hunger Games. And we have? Hunger Games was written by Suzanne Collins. Oh, yeah. First. And it's a story of a girl who gets trapped in a revolution that she doesn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more. It's a little more complicated than that. It's a little more complicated than that. Um, so our two heartthrobs for this story are Pita. Bread. And Gale. Wind. <laughs> We are going to be giving these characters points, and uh, we're going to determine who is the worst and the best and what all that stuff is. Starting off with Peta, so do you just want to go back and forth? Sure. Oh, is it me first? Sure. Okay, so the first (laughs) thing I have for Peta, because I've read the books, obviously, but to prep for this, I rewatched the movie. You meet Peta, and it's like, whatever, and then he's on the train, and Katniss is like, kind of lost and Peter's like hey Mitch you have to teach us what to do <laughs> so like Peter like kind of takes charge of the situation and that's kind of just a trait Peter has throughout the thing is there's like Katniss you gotta do this like he's very like guiding it's not violent but it's a very gentle like this is what's happening now and he kind of helps her throughout the whole journey yeah so how many points are you gonna give him for that I don't know like 
Okay, so what I'm going to say along with that, though, I did say he gives her good PR is what I wrote, which is kind of the same as that. But it's a completely, like, that's its own thing. Okay, Okay. I'm going to put, I'm going to put two tallies for the help for the getting everything started. Okay. And then we should talk, like, the PR thing, like, Katniss Everdeen is awful with people. Oh, yeah. She can't, she can't people. So, um, one of the big, well, it's always... It was always PETA when we did the interviews. That was the one, like, that was getting them going and getting them excited. They were like, oh, we're a couple. We're going to get married. That sort of thing. Right. He always pushed their relationship forward kind of without asking. But, I mean, he did it to save her butt. Well, and it was the caveat that both of them knew it was fake. Like, because everything in the Capitol is fake. So, like, their whole relationship had to be a big faker fakey fakes mm-hmm. and and that helped her a whole lot well, because like, their part because she probably would not have gotten any well all she did is she goes on stage and twirls and sets herself on fire <laughs> <laughs> this girl is on fire okay exactly and then but Peta like gave her depth and she said he made her look weak but Hamish says you know you're desirable now people want you and that is good as gold yeah. Well, especially in the Capitol. But she, she's she got a different brain in the Capitol. I think that's like, what do you, I think that's like five points. What did you put for that? I put like one point, but I do what? agree that it, no, 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 I do agree that I think that's like at least. Let's do three. Three. Yes. Okay. All right. Good, Peter. Peter, you're doing good. Okay. You got the most points out of them all, Peter. Um, you're next. Dude, so like when he supports Katniss and that stuff and in other stuff, he's not afraid to show his weakness. Which is amazing. When he's bragging about Katniss, he's very humble, but he will brag and talk her up and make her sound amazing while he never talks about himself. And I think that's so cool. So I'm adding a point for that. Okay. Because it's it's rare to find a character who will do that. It's such a good example. Um, I said uh, they have the same experiences. Um, they both went through a horrible... They went through the Hunger Games together, and then after they went through the Hunger Games, they went through the Hunger Games again. And then, yeah. like, um, they both have trauma from everything, and they understand. And that is a huge deal when, like, well, you have bad experiences. You need someone that can understand those bad experiences. Well, that's kind of, and I don't want to bring up Gail yet, but that was something I said about Gail in my notes, is that... Like, had she not gone to the Hunger Games, she would have ended up with Gail. Yes. So, I would say probably one point for that one. All right. This is my next one. It's very serious. Oh, gosh. I like bread. <laughs> so, one point for liking bread. Oh, I said he could cook. That's another point. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Um, He's artsy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool because, like... I mean, he decorates cakes, but, like, if you're an artist in a culture like that, you make art wherever you can. Mm-hmm. And that was how he did it. You got to even add on, uh, you can add more points there because he did the portrait of Rue in the second movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she hung Seneca Crane in the second yes. book. And then <laughs> that's, like, performative arts. <laughs> She's doing some... Performative. Abstract stuff. Okay, so let's do two points for PETA for artsiness. Because he used it for the revolution. Okay. Yeah. Where I'm going for the next one is he gave her food when she was poor. Right. He really, again and again, the theme is PETA saves her. Gets her. Not just, not like swoops in, but gives her the tools she needs. That's a better way to, say to it, yeah. survive. Mm-hmm. Again and again throughout the whole thing, not just in the Hunger Games, like in the beginning. Yeah, well, because he, we learned that he he loved her when he gave her the bread, didn't he? Yeah, he loved her starting at age five. <laughs> Definitely when he gave her the bread. Okay. Because she's starving and she's in the rain and her dad is gone and she's. That was before she learned. To basically hunt. dead. Yeah. And because she's been and not he eating. deliberately burns a loaf of bread and throws it to her and gets a black eye for it because his mom's a jerk. All right, so Peta, I say like that's a big thing. I say three points for that. Giving somebody a hand up out of depression is a very big deal in my hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just have one more, and that one more is a big one. It's that he gets hijacked, he gets tortured, and made to believe that she is the enemy, 
and still somehow works through, through it. it. And then at the end, I feel like Katniss actually likes him more because of it because she couldn't trust how innocent his love was. Because he just liked mm. her. Yeah. He just had a good crush on her. And she's like, how do you... Yeah, why? She, she doesn't understand that. Cause no. Because the only true... The only true pieces of love she had in her life were Prim and then her father. But her father died, so she doesn't trust that. And her mother Sad. checked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a quote that I looked up where the boys are talking and they don't know she can hear them. And they say... They literally talk about this love triangle in the book. The boys do. And they say, well, who do you think she's going to choose? And then Gail says, she will choose whichever one she cannot survive without. Because that's what Katniss is. She's, she's a survivor. She's a hunter-gatherer survivor. She's the, she like, romance is the she last was, thing yeah. in her mind. Like, she raised herself. She had to do It, it was that or die. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Gail. Gail, okay. Gail's trope is he is a childhood friend. Yeah. <laughs> That happens a lot. The childhood friend. I'm giving him one point for that because you just get a point for being a childhood friend. friend. Yeah. Good job. You were here you longer. Have, you have the set. <laughs> yeah, you have the background. In a similar way to PETA, he he had a huge family he had to take care of, but he still gave, like, they still hunted together. They still took care of each other. They gave each other things when they needed it. So he, he helped her survive. He helped her become a better hunter. He wasn't trying to save her. Yes. Although he does have more of that personality he than does, Peta yes. does. But he he's still not annoying about it. I think Susan Collins wrote really good characters that you could really look up to. Mm-hmm. Even if they're... Annoying. Annoying. <laughs> okay. So, Gail would have done so much better than Peta in the games. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He would have. Well, and at one point they even talk about it. But, but you know what? He wouldn't have been able to take care of the families. Wait, did Katniss come up with the berries thing or did Peta? I think it was Katniss. But I don't know if she would have done it with Gail. No, they would have killed each other. Because they're both survivors. They would have killed each other and then promised that they would take care of their other family. Uh Uh-huh. But like, I love you. Yeah. It's not great. That's sad. I said fighting spirit. So he's he's a revolutionary. Yes. He's very much a revolutionary. Um, He is constantly fighting. And I think that's part of the reason why they, they push apart. Because he's focused she, on the revolution yeah. and she's focused on, well, surviving at that. Like, well, and she's just done. But she would, she was she's never. She's done her time. She's not. But she was never a revolutionary. No, she, she never just was. wanted to That's exist. True. She wanted a quiet existence where she didn't die and mm-hmm. her family lived. Okay, so how many points for that one? Um, fighting spirit, one, because it's kind of a negative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's the one that develops the weapons that eventually kill Prim. Oh, I didn't. Oh, gosh, I've forgotten that. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, He is home. So, like. Oh, I get what Like, you're he yeah. is the concept of home to her. Like, she comes back and he is a place where she can be and relax. And PETA isn't that because she's not comfortable with him. Yeah. I mean, she gets there, but... Yes, eventually. But with but... Gail, it's just, she's just instantly comfortable. He is well, a home. Well, because they're family. Like, yeah. they, they've been together mm-hmm. so long. Okay, one point for home. Okay, he takes care of her family when she's at the games. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, like, he, like, he makes sure that Prim has what she needs to eat, and he makes sure that everybody's well taken care of and loved. So I'm going to give him two points for that, because that's pretty cool. Um, he is very tall and probably buff. We'll give yeah. him one point for that. And yeah. then the rebellious. We already said that. Okay, so we're done. Dun, 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 dun. We have the totals. PETA has 14 points. Gail has nine points. Sorry, Gail. You're not as good. Uh, PETA would have been the person that we would have wanted. I always wanted PETA. I like bread. I just like bread. <laughs> That's the only reason. That's it. I just like bread. I just like bread. Okay, so the next series we're going to talk about is a series that, this is the one that, I don't think everybody will have read slash watched this. Yes. Um, but I I do hope that some of you will. And the series is called Boys Over Flowers. And it is... Um, a manga. It's a manga. And then there's a few adaptations in the TV land. Mm-hmm. The one we watched was the one with the... It was the Korean one with the actor, Lee Min Howe, and then a whole bunch of other people that don't matter because Lee Min Howe is way harder than everybody else. <laughs> so... Um, Let's talk about Boys Over Flowers. Bree's going to do... Okay. Talk so, about it a little bit. So the original story is Japanese. 
So um, I'm going to tell you the different characters' names. And then we're going to give them nicknames because it's easier for us to... Because I, I don't want to butcher names. Yes, I exactly. feel like a jerk when I do that. Okay, so there's two characters. There is Tsukasa Domiyoji, and then there's Rui Hanazawa. So Tsukasa Domiyoji is going to be called Curly Top, <laughs> and Rui Hanazawa is going to be called Sunshine. So right. we'll start with Curly Top, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, curly top is rich. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it's it's basically a personality trait with these kids. Yes. So this story is about a girl who is um, not very wealthy who ends up somehow going to a very very uh, private rich swanky school. school. Yes. And this school is run by these four boys that call themselves F four, and they are bullies, but on steroids, like. Their bullying is intense. So the beginning scene is a boy packing up and leaving because he got bullied so much. They they basically put a thing on the locker that says that you shouldn't talk to this person. And he was ignored for like two weeks and eggs got thrown at him and stuff. And so um, he left. Blah, 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 blah. Stuff happens. And then our hero, our main girl, um, ends up getting mad at the leader of F4, who is Curly Top. And um, she shouts at him and is just basically mean. And he is enraged because people don't talk to me like that. I'm a rich kid. <laughs> and um, and then he, he puts a marker on her locker and she's marked to be bullied. But it doesn't quite work out because she's a very strong-willed, independent girl. So... She doesn't really care. Right. She doesn't care about the bullying. And then the boys kind of grudgingly come to respect her Mm -hmm. because she's a strong, independent person. The two boys that we're talking about, Curly Top is the leader. He's rich and he is just straight up a jerk. And Rui Sunshine is um, kind of just the morose outlier that's still in the group, but kind of like, eh. So, okay. Curly Top, rich. I'm going to give him a point for that. And he does, like, fun things because he's rich. Yeah. Like, he gives her a revenge makeover at one point. Like, he gets mad at her, so he kidnaps her and then gives her a makeover. Yeah. It's- but it's it's wonderful, by the way. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then the one I... <laughs> Uh, mine was a plus one because he's absolutely clueless. I was that was gonna be my next one. <laughs> he's so dumb. He's so clueless. <laughs> um, he 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 keeps making fun of this girl and like pulling pranks on this girl, and it's like a junior higher that has a crush on someone mm-hmm. because he just wants her attention and like that sort of thing. He literally just steals her slippers and then puts them on his feet. Like, and, yeah. then, and then, segueing into my thing, then he's like, man, you guys like that plank I pulled? <laughs> and they're like, do you mean prank? And he's like, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> like, that's what kind of person he is. <laughs> oh, so, so he gets one point for being clueless. And then I'm going to say he gets one point because he's just straight up dumb. Yeah. It's endearing, but, like, he gets phrases wrong. He uses the wrong words. He's just not smart, but he's so rich that nobody's ever going to correct him but his friends. So he just gets through life being stupid. <laughs> okay. So one point for being endearingly dumb. All right. My turn. Um, I guess we'll just make this a plus one. His horrible hair. Yeah, make it a plus one. It's a, you know, uh, it's horrible hair. That's why we call him Curly Top. Because in, so in the manga, the manga is horrible 80s style. Like, yeah, manga drawing. So he has, um, like, a faded haircut, and then the top of his hair is, like, curls. But it's curls that haven't been pulled apart. So they're just kind of... There. Well, like the the illustrator says in one part, she says that what happened was she was trying to give him dreads, <laughs> and she didn't know how to draw dreads, and so she drew that, and she's like, "Well, I guess that's your hair," and yeah. it's just it's bad. It's and bad. they even talk about it in the book, and like at one point he gets it gets it straightened. It's bad in the in the TV show, but in the manga, it's a it's nice, worse. nice level. It is worse. It's aw- it doesn't look like dreads. It's offensive to dreads. <laughs> it's offensive it's, to curls. It's yes, just it's bad. Not good. It's bad. Okay, but we're gonna give him a point because it's endearing. We're gonna call all these files endearing. Yes, that's what we're gonna do. Okay, next. So he loves his sister. That's the reason he falls for um, 
kicks him in the face person because he like loves that's the main girl she does some weird stuff that's he like loves his sister like so much and that's why he falls for it because she's strong i'm gonna give him a two points Point for two, two points. points for being I'm gonna give him nice two points for that yeah next thing he does is he grows that's what like, i was his redemption arc is amazing mm-hmm. he recognizes like that maybe something he's doing isn't probably something that he should be doing and he slowly does that as he gets to know her all the other girls put up with his bowl and he doesn't yeah because he's or she doesn't he's like grade a jerk bag he's awful Mm -hmm. and he's he's full of himself and he thinks he can he's just typical rich dude but in by the end he's a very still rich dude but like a very sweet and like at one point he waits for their first date, she doesn't even know it's a date. And he waits outside for her for four hours and gets a fever and she ends up taking care of him. And it's just, it's stuff like that where you can tell he legitimately likes her. He just legitimately doesn't, doesn't know, know to do. how yeah. mm-hmm. to give affection to people. I, this goes with what he does. Like, he does kind things. Like, he even... Well, like when he was... When he did the makeover, like... Yeah, he he does kind things that are actually, like, considerate of her. He pays attention to her. Well, and he introduces her... I'm going to give him another point. I thought of this one just now. He introduces her to a whole new world. Okay, go. No, he's... Before before he meets her, like, she's, she's attending this rich person's school, but she's still being a poor person. Like, she still works, and she works throughout the whole thing. But, I mean, like, she doesn't socialize with anyone at school or anything. And then she meets these group of four boys, and they're all kind of amazing. Besides being jerks, they're all great. They all have diverse personalities, except for one that I can't remember what his personality is. Like, there's one that's, like, the ladies' man, and then there's Sunshine, and then there's Curly Top, and then there's the fourth. Who... He's, like, an artist, I think. Oh, he's the artistic one. Okay. All right. Oh, he's the one that's dating the married lady. Yes. Yes. That's his personality. He's dating the married lady. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to add that he has sass to meet her. He does. Because they both they are sarcastic s- little yeah. turds. They can stand foot to foot. Yes. They are on the equal playing field. And she is personality an incredibly wise. strong character. Mm-hmm. Like her, she is the reason we love this because she's an incredibly strong character and she puts up with nothing. So now we're going to move on to Sunshine, which is Rui Hanazawa. My first thing for Rui Hanazawa is that he's rich. <laughs> That's what I put, too. They're just both like, they're they're just, both rich. Like, all of yeah. these kids are just filthy, stinking, disgusting rich. Yeah. And you know what? Every once in a while, you're just like, but what if I met a rich guy? <laughs> but what if I didn't have to worry about money anymore? Wouldn't that be great? So he has a point for being filthy rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give him a point for being like considerate, kind in, of. In that, well, in <laughs> he's that, more like, considerate than the rest of them. Yes, <laughs> like yes, he's more considerate than the rest of them. Well, because they first like really meet when they're chilling on the balcony mm-hmm. outside, and he just wants to get away from everybody, and so does she. And I think isn't she like screaming because she's so angry at Curly Top or something? Yeah, so, she's something about a donkey. Um, he's a little passive, but he's still kind it's of not, relates he's to not, her. He's not a little passive. He's incredibly annoyingly passive. <laughs> he's a very whatever character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one point for being considerate-ish. Yeah, passively <laughs> considerate. He plays violin. Hey, you gotta give people points for being in the arts. And, like, he's like, oh, every rich kid knows how to do it, but, like, or knows how to play one instrument. But we get no hint that any of the other boys know how to play an instrument. Mm -mm. But he, like, just plays violin sometimes to, like, chill. But he, again, he doesn't make a big deal out of it because he's whatever. Uh, I'll give him a point for he's got the quiet type vibe. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. But that's that's all the good things I had about him. I have some other ones. Go for um, it. Well, he's... <laughs> I have two that have question marks. Okay. And the first one is apathetically nice. <laughs> and the other one is secretly a jerk. <laughs> like, yes, he is secretly a jerk. Because that's kind of just the, the thing you get from him. And then, okay, I don't know if this is a plus or a negative. 
Um, he is in love with someone else. Yes, I did write that down. Dedicatedly in love with someone else. And she's a model. And she's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. she's super mm-hmm. nice to our girl. Gives her a makeover, expecting nothing from her. And then in the end, she's like, you know what? I'm going to renounce my fortune and go live in Paris. So another thing that I want to say about him is he is always very honest with his intentions. Like, he's like, I don't like you. I like someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Okay. Mm. He's not honest, but he is. When the second character is finally introduced, he's like, no, I like her. Why did you think I liked you? I think his empathy level is, like, none. Super low. Yeah. Which is funny, because Jerk Guy actually has a super high empathy level, I think. He does. Yes. So, okay. We'll One give for- him a point for, like, being honest-ish. And then he follows the girl he does like. He follows her to Paris. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> that was my drum roll. Um, oh, that's going to be loud. <laughs> okay, so Curly has 12 points and Sunshine has 7 points. So Curly is the one that won our thing. Okay. Curly wins. Hold Next is To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Little Laura Jean. If you haven't read it, I don't know why. Where are they? They live in suddenly Dolly Parton. They live in in uh, Virginia, so that's they're kind of southern kind there, of southern. but not really. No. Okay. Anywho's little Laura Jane, she loves Peter and she loves John. Peter, she fakes dating him. Because she sends all her love letters out. Her sister sends all her love letters right, out. Right. So when she <laughs> when she tries to get over a boy, she writes a final love letter. And then she puts it in a hat box and she walks away from it. And she her sister gets mad at her one day and sends all the love letters. <laughs> uh, and they live in a small town, so <laughs> most of them get them. <laughs> and, like, one of them turns out to be gay and he turns out to be, like, her best friend. It's mm-hmm. super sweet and super cute. Um, one of them gets returned to her. And one of them goes to <laughs> her best friend from forever, the next door neighbor, who is her sister's boyfriend. That's awkward. And then one of them goes to Peter, who is this popular, like, the it boy. Popular boy. And he, and he just broke up with Jin, who's a jerk. Who was her ex best Best friend. friend. Yeah, it's all small town, man. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Peter first. Oh, oh, wait, wait. And then John is another, another boy, the last boy that gets a letter. And he, like shows up at the end of the last book or the end of the he shows up and he's like i got your letter i've liked you forever and it's super cute so we're gonna talk about them so peter okay (laughs) so first thing that i have for peter is he has a sense of humor oh my gosh he does he has a very good sense of humor um he makes jokes and he's always having fun Uh, so he has a very good sense of humor okay my first thing for peter was he's like the it boy. Mm-hmm. And, like, now, looking back, I'm like, well, that's overrated. But if I had read this in high school, I'd been like, oh, my gosh. Yes. He's popular, but he likes her. So I'm going to give him a point for that. Because mm-hmm. he's truly nice. But he's also just, like, the boy that everybody wants to be with. He's also kind to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, almost to a fault. Um, because yes, definitely. he connects back with his ex, Jin. Because she's going through some stuff. Yes, she goes She goes through some stuff, and he connects back with her. But, uh, like, too much. Like, he, like, gives her hugs and stuff, when, but he doesn't tell Laura Jean that he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So she, like, randomly walks in on them just, like, cuddling, and she's like, okay, bad. And you know what I feel? Girl, that's, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah, so, I mean, points for, a point for being kind and considerate to people, but it's also kind of a negative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so my next one is he's laid back. This kid mm-hmm. is so super chill. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets stressed out about, like, three things in the whole three books. So I'm giving him a point for that. He is very dedicated to Laura Jean. Mm-hmm. I'll say, like, he... Like, confusingly so. Yes, he's very de- dedicated to her, and it's... And again, it's almost to the point of too much, because he gets the I'm a jealous boyfriend thing. Yeah. So, but I'm giving him a point, because, yeah, it's good to be dedicated. He fits in so well with her family. Mm-hmm. They don't think he's going to, and he has to win her sister over. But eventually he does, and, like, 
he just fits in really well. And that's as much as it's a book about the boys, it's also a book about the family and mm-hmm. how they evolve and how they change because as her older sister goes to Scotland and her younger sister is becoming a teenager and their mom is gone. She passed, uh, away. passed away. So, but I'm giving him a point for, you know, just fitting in, mm-hmm. just being part of the family. Yeah. You can also give him a point for like good social skills because he's just a people person. Confident was going to be my next one. Yeah. Definitely. His mom owns an antique shop. I'm like, that's it. That's the whole... I, he gets a point for his mom having an antique shop because that's his cool. Family d- discount, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He's open-minded. Did we talk about that before? Like, so, um, uh, Laura Jean's Korean and she has... She... Even though their mom was the Korean half, but they really try to focus on the culture and bringing the culture in and and making that important. So um, he is open to all that and he learns about all the customs and he like takes part in them. I mean, you know, as much as a high school boy can, it's not great, but he's (laughs) open minded and he's willing to learn about new things and take part in new things. Um, He also, this is just a cute little factoid. He stayed in chorus after everyone else quit. Um, He stayed because of the girls. Eh. But he still, he stayed in chorus. And to me and Brie, having a boy in chorus means a lot. <laughs> it does. There's, there's not very many. There's there. not many. There's no. not many. He is a childhood friend. Proposed, he prom posed with a sleepless in Seattle thing. <laughs> like he like, she loves that movie. So he copied it for his promposal. Mom, you have a point for that. All right. Moving on to John. Moving on to John. John Ambrose. John Ambrose has a great name. He gets a point for that. Yes, he has a great name. I'm going to give him a point for childhood memories. Yeah. Because they have some sweet little childhood memories. Yeah, she keeps going on about how her most romantic moment ever in her life was with John Ambrose. And it has to do with the rain. And I don't think they kiss. It was just romantic. Mm-hmm. I am giving John a point for his awesome grandma. So his grandma's name is Stormy. And she is amazing. Uh, Laura Jean... Laura Jean works in a nursing home just on and off. And her best friend at this nursing home is this person named Stormy. And she, like, is very, like, I've had four husbands and you should just live your life and just be awesome. Just you be you, girl, and you do what you want to do. And it's amazing. And then she keeps being like, you should meet my grandson. You should meet my grandson. And then her grandson shows up and goes, what? It's John Ambrose. Oh, who would have thought? Um, And it's just so cute. And she's amazing. So, you know what? Two points. Because grandma's awesome. I'm going to go with... He is as lame as Laura Jean is. Yeah. In that he... he's, He's dorky. Yeah, he's dorky. He does things that not a lot of other... Not a lot of other people would do. Well, he's like super into model UN... He's a lame like Laura Jean. It's really interesting that Peter and Laura Jean get along so well because Laura Jean's like in a scrapbooking and baking and she stays home at Friday nights and Peter does not. John is the same way. He's just like in a UN and, you know, he hangs out with grandma. Okay. My awesome thing is he was going to ask her to the eighth grade dance and he was going to write out her name in sticks and her dad caught him and said, oh, here's $10 for cleaning the yard. <laughs> And he was too embarrassed to do it, so he left. And I think he gets a point for that, because that's yeah. really cute. I agree. Poor kid. I have uh, that he is forgiving. Yeah. Like, even though she chooses Peter, he's not... No, he's not a jerk about it. Mm-hmm. John gets a point for being a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. That's just a trope we give you points for (laughs) okay and then i was going to say um he comes in without expectations and what i mean by that is he reads the letter and he replies to the letter in a way that is yeah open like it doesn't well it doesn't have to be oh you need to fall in love with me it's a oh look how we were when we were kids all the other boys that reply to the letter are like laura jean why did you write me this like right now and she's like i didn't but he replies with like oh you must have had a crush on me when we were younger Mm -hmm. and that's nice because all the other boys are like uh why do you love me so much and laura jean's like oh it's just and he like leaves it very open in it it might be because he likes her and he you know wants her heart to not be crushed but it's still yeah it definitely gets a point for that consider it yeah like, he is a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Like, through and through, this boy is just, well, he's a diplomat. 
he's so sweet and I'm going to give him a point for just being straight up. You know what? Two points for just being straight up a gentleman. Um, I'm going to say he's a nerd. <laughs> that, yeah. That kind of goes with the lame that he's a nerd. Well, I was going to say he's nervous. Like he's, he doubts himself. Unlike Peter, he does do one little thing. So okay. he does this cute little date where they have this USO party. Yes. And she um, she gets dressed up. She does victory rolls. She's so cute. She's broken up with Peter at this point for some reason. I don't remember. Jin, probably. And, yes, um, it was Jin. <laughs> and they go, to, they go to this dance and he shows up. John. John shows up in a red convertible wearing an old uniform that he bought on eBay. And she's got her cute little victory rolls. <laughs> and they drive to the place. And then he can't dance. And it's just, it's so cute. Okay, so I thought, mm, okay, the way I thought this was going to turn out, I thought John would win. But it's a tie. It's a tie. So Peter has 12 and John has 12. And I don't like Peter. Okay, so here's my deal. Peter, just a jock. Like the stereotypical jock. Yeah. He's just like, he gets to UCA or whatever. He gets to his college for like a lacrosse scholarship and, like, just all he cares about is games. And he, he gets mad when Laura Jean won't go to his games and won't wear his uniform. And, like, I feel like if we had included negatives yes. <laughs> in these lists, I think Peter's points would have been down. Because yes. he just, he sports are everything. And I just, I don't, that mentality I can't get behind. I know some people can, and that's great. Um, but that's not my, that's not my thing. Yeah. So I, I would have agreed. I like John better than Peter. I like John better than Peter. So we say... So you know what? Let's give John three points just because we, we like, like him better. better. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Red Queen. Red Queen is the story of Mare. She is poor. She lives in the stilts. She pickpockets to um, make money for her family because they are very poor. Her father came home from the war injured because there is a huge He's war. He's on like an iron lung or something. Yes, he has an iron lung. Um, there's a huge war that's been going on for a century. They send the poor people who are called the Reds. Because they don't have magic in their blood. Yes, and there's the Silvers who have magic in their blood who and have they, silver blood. And they are the elite class. Yes, she gets a job at the palace, she's working, and she ends up falling onto a force field during a competition sort of thing for and she, the prince's hand in a display of power. And it's and a she, very electrifying experience. Yeah, uh, and then she ends up just eating through the shield, basically. Yeah, she has, she, yep, she has electrical powers. And none of the reds are supposed to have powers. In order to cover that up, she has to become a estranged noble's daughter. And she has to marry the second-born prince, who is Maven. Cal is the first-born prince. So the, the love triangle here is Cal and Maven. And, and they're brothers. They're brothers. So mm. they both get a point. Because it's a brother. Out the bat for being a brother love triangle. Because that's just height. Height of, Height of cliche. Angst. Yes. Angst. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Or do, Cal first. Cal first. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is they have an Aladdin sort of meetup at the beginning of the thing where he snuck out of the palace. Um, he went to a bar. He snuck out of the palace. She tries to pit pocket him, pocket him, but she's, he stops her. Um, so points for... Yeah, my first point was uh, meet cute. So yes, let's give him two cute. point for it. Cause, two point meet cute. Because he, he pickpock- she pickpockets him, but then he's like, no, and he catches her. But then he ends up giving her like two... Two silver coins. Silver, yes. and then he gets her a job at the palace. So really, I mean, it's good, good meet cute. Like, yeah, but she cute. has no idea who he is at that point. No. <laughs> No. Um, that's why I said Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jasmine vibe going on. Okay, so you stole my first one. So my second one is he keeps his scars. I just read this in the little factoids. He keeps his scars to show how cool he is. Hmm. So, like, in this world they have healers so they could get rid of the scars. But he keeps them. I think that's nice. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Um, I say a, a plus one for by because by the end of the story they have similar <laughs> similar goals interests yeah interests by the end of the story a hobby they found a new hobby that's the same. <laughs> I was killing somebody, <laughs> but you know it's there. Okay, um, 
he he's repeatedly referred to by more than one person as a puppy. <laughs> so I think he gets a point for that. Okay, so he um he trains Mare. He's the one that gets her up to snuff because she's kind of just whatever poor kid, and he like trains her up and gets her smart and good at this. And he's also really good at war. He's a strategist. He's a general. He he plans a bunch of battles and they win. And he's good with kids. And he is literally warm, which is a major points for me. He's he's a flare, which means he, you know, control fire. We should add a point for just magical powers. He can control fire and he's just warm. I think that's amazing. I want I, I like warmth. And this is a spoiler. <laughs> he gives up the throne for her. So at the very end, the very end of the whole thing, he gets reinstated as king. And she's like, yeah, you either be a king or you get me. That's the choice she gives him. And he uh, he gives up the throne and goes off with her. Huh. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. So he gets a point for that. We're going to move on from Cal, our puppy dog of brightness and sunshine, into Maven. I love Broody McBroody Pants, but Maven is hard. <laughs> Okay, so my first point about Maven is he gets a point for being lonely and brooding. <laughs> That's just what he is. He's just lonely brooding. Um, I'm going to give him a point for just want to give him a hug. Yeah! <laughs> poor Maven. Our poor baby. He's passionate, though. Mm-hmm. He, like, he feels. <laughs> when he feels things... When his mom lets him feel things, which I'm going to get to next, he's passionate. Mm-hmm. He gets a point for being misguided, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he he's trusting. This is something that I don't know if you know. His mom, over time, legitimately took away his feelings for people. She took away the love he had for his brother and his, his dad. Because his mom is... um. She's a psychic. Like, she can mess with people's brains and control thoughts and stuff. And she can control people. And so she just went into Maven's little brain and plucked out the love he felt for his dad and his brother. And that's why he's a psycho. But she tried to do that with Mare, but she couldn't. Hmm. And here's another little story. Along those lines, he went to the front lines and fell in love with a boy named Thomas. And Thomas died because his powers flared. And so when he came back, he had his mother remove the memories of Thomas. Woo! I know. It's intense. But he gets a point for just sadness. <laughs> just sadness. Okay, go ahead. Um, I gave him a point for being approachable. And what I mean by that is not necessarily, like, approachable. Because <laughs> he's right. a brooding McBrooding band. But in the fact that Mare could relate way more to Maven than she could to Cal because yeah. they're both kind of downtrodden mm-hmm. and she could relate to him way more than Cal. Well, and I think that I have a point that kind of goes along with that. She consistently says that she thinks that Maven would be a better ruler because he's more diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Like Cal's strength is strength. Cal's mm-hmm. strength is war. Mm-hmm. And Maven's strength is dipl- diplomacy and... Um, be working with people and stuff. So Maven gets a point for being a better ruler than Cal. Sorry, Cal. <laughs> okay, so one point that I gave him was for, quote unquote, joining the rebellion. Like, I'm going <laughs> to give it to him. But then he ruins it. So he, Maven betrays everybody in the end. And then he kills his father. And then he blames Cal. Like, it's intense. Well, then you can say, you can give Cal a plus one for joining the rebellion, too. Yeah, Cal joins the rebellion. I forgot about that. After he betrays literally everyone besides his mom, Maven. Mm-hmm. Besides his mom, the only other person that's ever actually loved him is Mare. Mm. So he offers her the chance to be his queen. And she says no, because she's sane. But, like, that was the point where I think I stopped with the stories because I was like, she could have said yes. This could have been an amazing story where a land was ruled by a brutal king and a brutal queen. I just wanted her to be a bad guy. I just, I want a YA story where she ends up with the bad guy. Cool prince, by the way. The totals are Cal got 11, Maven got 11. Why does this keep happening? I thought Maven would win. I, yeah. I love Maven. I, okay, we're going to do the same thing where we give Maven a point. Cause, wait, do you like Cal better? 
I don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll leave it even. Because they're both... I don't know. We'll think about it. Yeah. We'll come back to this. Okay. So, <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I feel like... Dun, 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 grand finale the love triangles. We have to talk about this final book. It is called Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Now, I'm sure none of you guys have heard of this. It's a very small love story. It was not famous at all. There might have been a movie adaptation or four. I don't know. <laughs> Five. Five. Right, because they broke the last book into two parts. We are just ignoring who Jacob eventually ends up with. Yes, we are ignoring that. We're just going to move on from there. Okay. Uh, so, let's talk about the saga that is Team Edward and Team Jacob. Do we need to give a summary for this book? Um, so there's this girl, and she falls in love with a vampire. And then the vampire leaves her in the woods like a jerk. And then she falls in friendship love with this awesome werewolf named Jacob. There's no bias here. This is completely scientific. So that's the book. Werewolves versus vampires versus Bella's sanity. Let's talk about Edward. All right. Okay, you go first. Okay, Edward is brooding. Brooding. So brooding. Brooding, He gets points for being the broodiest of all the broodings. Okay. Um, Uh, Maven might be more brooding than Edward. I say Edward gets two points because he can read minds. (laughs) Except for the person he falls in love with. But I don't. That's creepy, though. Maybe that's why he's so brooding, because he has to hear people people thinking about poop all the time. I don't know. I think it feels invasive. I don't know. Okay, anyway. I think it's cool. Okay, fine. I gave Everett a point for being a living disco ball. (laughs) He walks out in the middle of the meadow. Yeah. He can twirl around and you go, and you have a rave in the middle of the meadow. Oh, we're great. Okay, my turn. He runs fast. He runs fast. He gets a point for running fast. He gets a point for being very smart. Ridiculously smart. Um, I'm going to give him a um, point for a big happy family. Yeah, I was going to do family. Because if you, if you, you would be loved if you joined the Cullen families. Because Alice is the best thing. Like, he gets a point just for Alice. Yeah, Alice. Alice is just amazing. And, and you know what? I'm doing it. Renee is, not Renee, Esme. Oh, gosh. Esme's pretty cool, too. Edward, they're all cool. They're all cool. They're all cool. Edward gets a point for being willing to do anything for Bella. That is very, very But true. it's also a fault. It is also a very much a fault. Because... Walter, a man. Right, anything includes killing himself. Very Romeo and Juliet. Good job. Okay. So he has a point for that, but mm, with trepidation. Plus one for being super strong. So he gets a point for being awkward, even though he's so old. Like, I don't know. Like, this kid's like 109 and just can't talk to girls. <laughs> He gets, he sees Bella and <laughs> instantly is like, <gasps> she smells. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, your turn. I don't have any more positive aspects. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you want to hear one of my positives? Oh, gosh. He didn't kill her. <laughs> he didn't go vampire and He did her. not kill her. It's a positive, right? I'm going to give it to him, but like, uh. <laughs> I've got some negatives. We'll talk about the negatives once we're done. Okay, one more. He has a flair for dramatics. Oh, he's very dramatic. Yeah. And that's... And that passionate boy, man. Bella's lullaby. Lullaby. He gets a point for Bella's lullaby. Oh, I forgot he played piano. All right. Okay, negatives. No, wait. I have one more. Okay. Does he sweat? Oh. I don't think he he sweats. He doesn't sweat. No. Okay, so he gets a point for not sweating. Okay. Jacob has an aversion to shirts. (laughs) <laughs> and that is, it's canon it's in the books teenage me like jacob um personal space heater yeah again like cal just warm there's even that's even like again, canon it's canon. Yeah. it happen. it happens in like the third book fourth book yeah they sleep in the tent together and edward is grumpy yes the whole time my next point is does he sweat oh he has to sweat he's a wolf he has to Wolves sweat. Wolves don't sweat, they pant. <laughs> that might be a negative, too. <laughs> Can you imagine him sitting? Oh, my gosh. Okay, my turn. Childhood friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the obligatory childhood friend childhood point. Friend. They made mud pies together. He has a good 
pack of friends. Ah! But he does. He does. They're great. Like, I love the way they interact with each other and, like, the wrestling. The wrestling they do. I just love them. Well, and I'm gonna, I think you should give it another point because Big Happy Family. Like, they protected Bella, too. Yeah. Like, the pack did. Well, like, and his dad's amazing, but also the pack's amazing, but it doesn't take away from the fact that his dad's amazing. The family, because it's a tribe, the family includes the whole tribe. Mm-hmm. And it's just really great. Mm-hmm. Jacob <laughs> saves Bella. And I don't mean... It's kind oh, of like... Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like the way that um, Peta saves Katniss. He slowly, at her own pace, helps her climb out of the pit that is depression. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's been there, like that hand, that little hand that's reaching into your the pit that you're living in is just so valuable. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't end up together, that it he changed her life. He made her life better. And I I think he gets two points for yes. that. Yes. Um he gets a plus one for turning into a wolf, man. Yeah, he's a werewolf. That's really cool. And not just a no, he gets two points for that. He gets another point because not only is he a wolf, he's like a huge, huge wolf. wolf. Like, like the size of a horse. Yes. Which means like... So if you wanted to go for a stroll, you can just be like, um, <laughs> hey, Jacob, let me just climb on up. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go for a horse ride. I just think it's great. I just It's a piggyback ride. It is. It's a it's piggyback like, ride. Like and you can like next level you can like piggyback cuddle ride. cuddle in a fur blanket while you're doing it. Ugh, next level great. piggyback ride. He tries... To tell her the truth. Almost immediately. Edward kind of like, he's like, he's like all cryptic. Oh, I'm bad for you. <sighs> and Jacob's kind of like that. But he also like, he goes into a room and is like, the thing is, I can't tell you, but you already know. Unlike Edward, like he's like, yeah, I'm a monster, but she's my friend. So I'm not tell her. And like on the opposite end, she is very honest with him. Throughout the whole thing, she's like, okay, we can hold hands, but... You know I don't like you, right? And, like, not in a mean way. She's just, she's honest with him in a way that she's not really honest with Edward. And I just think that's really cool. So I'm going to give two points because it was two different points. But, okay, your turn. Super strong. Okay, awesome. Bree just likes superpowers. I have one that I know you're going to like. Oh, gosh. The den. Emily. Emily's house. Like, when you compare the Collins house to the house that, like, acts as, like, I don't know if they call it the den. But the house that, like, the wolf pack hangs out in, oh, my gosh, the house the wolf pack hangs out in is supposed to be just full of love. Mm -hmm. Just, like, hand-me-down stuff. Emily, the girl who's one of the pack members' fiancé, she is just amazing, down-to-earth. There's never any drama, which I feel like in the Colin house, it's like, ugh. (laughs) He gets a point for just the den. I don't know what else they call it, but... While Jacob loves Bella, he cares for her family so much. And I just think that's a big thing. Because Edward does it. He's like, Charlie could die as long as Bella's here. And, you know, Jacob inherently knows that Charlie can't die because then Bella will no longer be here. I give him a point for that. We were going to talk about Let's talk about negatives. Okay. Well, because this one has... For me, like, all the other ones are, like, the negatives are, like, and they're... They're personality traits. Yeah. It's whatever. But this... Edward's got so many negatives that I'm, like, this is not healthy. But, like, okay, (laughs) so here's my thinking on that. Edward's negatives reflect Bella's negatives? Because Bella's not really healthy either. Like, literally, there's two quotes about him. And so Edward says... Edward says, your scent is like a drug to me, like my own personal brand of heroin. And that's his compliment. I mean, he has better ones, but that's the one I thought of. But then Jacob literally says, he's like a drug for you, Bella. And he was a part of that conversation. So, like, they're both kind of addicted to each other in a way that only teenagers can fall in love. Mm -hmm. But he's 109. But he's 109. Okay, so give me, give me your negatives about Edward. Well, a huge one is he's a bit of a stalker. Yeah. He watches so, her while she sleeps. Before they're together. Yeah. Like, before before she even knows that he is okay with her, yeah. he watches her while she sleeps. And that's that's a negative to me. That's All right, we're going to negative one on that one. And then I'm going to get in a negative one. He makes decisions for her, like, constantly. Yeah, he does. Like, he's like, no, this is how we're going to do it. And then she just goes along with it. Like, um, mm, negative one for that one. 
this could be a positive or a negative. The fact that he lives forever. If she she goes with him and she has to give up everything else. Mm-hmm. She yeah, with Jacob she could have a she could have a, a relatively normal-ish normal life. life with Edward. It no. it all changes and she has to leave everything. I'm just going to leave that. I'm not going to mark it down. We'll leave that no, as a. Yeah. Because that's like a positive and a negative sort right? of thing. Right? Like if they really like Depending each other, they can opinion. end up forever. Okay. So the two negatives, which I do agree with, bring Edward down to 13 and Jacob is at 15. So. And remember, this is, this is completely un- unbiased. This, this is, is science. This is science. We only stick to the facts here. <laughs> we like bread. <laughs> That's a fact. The end is PETA has 14 points. Curly Top has 12 12. points. John has 15 points. Cal and Maven tied. We'll just leave them tied. We'll just leave them tied. And then, well, no, wait. Maybe Cal gets a point for not Not betraying everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then Jacob has 15 points. So in the end, John and Jacob... Tied. Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> Jacob. Both are the best male to ever walk the planet. Well, and you know, their personalities are kind of similar. No, they aren't. In that they feel like the soft version of either triangle. They're not the extreme one. The fall so hard in love that your relationship explodes. Teenagers like the... Yeah. No, the fall like so as, hard you like, explode. As a teenager, the most distinct relationships I had that was definitely like that. Yeah. But it was also definitely an explosion at the end. You know what? Let's give Jacob a point for being here longer. Jacob wins. Okay. So Jacob is the ultimate that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Jacob is the ultimate boy of all ultimate time. Of all the tri- love triangles. So our love, oh gosh. Um one, two, three, four, ten? five, six, seven, what's eight, t- nine, what's, ten. What's no, but then you have to add the the, the six, the five girls, oh, so it's gosh. fifteen. All right, so the winner of our love pentadecagon, which we looked up, that's fifteen. Sides, <laughs> fifteen. Um, is Jacob Black? Okay, so let's talk about what we read recently. Recently, I read Sky Hunter by Marie Lu. Just now getting into Marie Lu, and man, that's good. Sky Hunter is great because it's about a girl who's deaf, who lives in a post-apocalypse world. So it's the early ones had cities and stuff. Um, It's kind of like the concept of the Rusties and Uglies. The early ones had cities and stuff, but those are all grown over. And um, there's a federation who's basically the bad guys, and they keep sending zombies who kind of look like Slenderman into the forest and the older the zombies are the taller they get so like the main general shows up in the middle of the book with like zombies that are like the size of trees it's terrifying (laughs) that would be terrifying it's terrifying our main hero girl i don't remember her name she is a striker so she's part of an elite force that goes out and hunts zombies and the reason she's in it is because they can't talk because the zombies have incredibly good hearing so they all learn hand signals so her being deaf is actually an asset in this group. There's a prisoner of war. They take him and she ends up saving him. We learn all sorts of stuff about this prisoner of war. And so whenever they go out, they have to have a partner. He becomes her partner and we learn about their history and how they're actually kind of connected already. And then bad stuff happens. It's a really great book. You kind of sit there and like, is this like, could this be like the future of the Warcross world? Because it totally could. And the main character is Talon. Anyways, so that is Sky Hunter by Marie Lu. You should check it out. Um, and the book I just recently finished was called The Bone Houses by Emily Lloyd Jones. This book was good. This is my vibe. <laughs> like, okay, so basically, um, this girl lives in this town, Wren. Her her full name is Adarin. Or she lives in this town called Colbrin, and it's this small town. Um, everybody knows everybody, and it's kind of collapsing in on itself. And um, her mother died when he, she was young, and her father went and did a task for the lord of the town and never came back. He was the grave digger, 
So she became the grave digger. So the forest right next to the town is a magic forest. It has magic in it and they would have to give offerings to the forest to make it happy and all that stuff. And she was like one of the only people that still believes in it. And there are these things in the forest called bone houses. And what they are are basically corpse risen from the dead. They can't think, but they move around. They generally stay in the forest, but the problem is they start coming into the town. She goes on an adventure to try and basically stop the bone houses. And she meets a map maker. They, they become friends and he helps her throughout the story and he wants to chart these mountains. So she becomes his guide in order to get money because she's poor because her parents are dead and she has to support her brother and her sister. And it's got some great character. Like the family dynamic is good. The family dynamic is good in it. Um, so it, the characters are awesome and Ellis is the cartographer and we learn some interesting things and it's got, um, like fairy tale vibes, oh. like the grim fairy tales, fairy tale vibes. Oh, it's a, like a, like Melissa, dark. Melissa Albert, like a Hazel, Hazelwood. That yes. Kind of vibes. That, that kind of vibes. And it's, it's really nice. Um, Sky Hunter, um, has family vibes too. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, um, that is. <clears throat> okay. So that is the end. Yes. That is, we have, we have come to the end of our grand journey. We have figured out that Jacob is best boy. <laughs> Good boy. Best doggo. Oh, poor Jacob. And now we would like to thank you for listening to You Gotta Read This. And we really hope we added to your TBR. Fine then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bird. Leave me alone.